Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Progressive American. As always, I'm your host, Connor Kelly. It is January 4th, 2021. President-elect Joe Biden is set to take the oath of office on January 20th, just 16 days away. Normally, this would symbolize a new dawn and a new path for the United States. But if the last four years have shown us anything, it is that normalcy is far from guaranteed. On Sunday, the Washington Post released an exclusive recording between President Donald Trump and Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. In that call, Trump pressured the Secretary of State into finding more than 11,000 votes for him and claiming that he won Georgia and berating Raffensperger when he corrected him. You should want to have an accurate election. And you're a Republican. We believe that we do have an accurate election. No, I know you don't. No, no, you don't. You don't have. You don't have. Not even close. You got, you're off by hundreds of thousands of votes. From there, the call devolved into conspiratorial rhetoric, with Georgia officials having to shoot down conspiracy theory after theory promoted by the frantic president. I've only shown you a small portion of the audio for the sake of brevity, but the full call is a mess of conspiracies and confrontation that has had no positive effect. This hand-wringing by the Trump administration is not mere bluster. Currently, 11 senators, led by Ted Cruz of Texas, have stated in a letter that they will object to the certification of the election, challenging Biden's victory unless an audit is conducted. That would result in the certification being completed just four days before inauguration, and with the coronavirus in full swing and vaccine rollout a mess, any delay in the transition could result in disaster. With 20 million people infected and 351,000 deaths from the virus, it is more important than ever that the transition to the presidency is calm, peaceable, and transparent. Already there has been obstruction from the White House towards the incoming Biden administration. In late December, the executive director of Biden's transition team, Johannes Abram, complained about a lack of information coming from the Pentagon. In particular, the Biden campaign has complained about the Department of Defense and Office of Budget Management, which has been the subject of criticism for canceling meetings, claiming that they are mutually agreed upon cancellations. However, the Biden administration has objected. This obstruction is in part due to Trump's inability to concede the fact that he lost. Mike Pence has also released a statement showing his support for the attempted audit by the GOP senators. These Republicans are enga engaging in an attempt to subvert the will of the people, something that should not go unrecognized. And the conspiratorial explanations they provide play directly into public opinion, poisoning the well of the democratic process. An NPR poll found that while 61% of Americans believe that the election results are accurate, 72% of Republicans do not. This behavior is completely and utterly irresponsible. It will and has affected the results in the eyes of the people. And our government depends upon accepted election results that all Americans can trust. By giving credence to these claims, Republicans in the Senate and in the House have threatened the very legitimacy of our election system. Even Mitch McConnell has avoided supporting the charade. Maybe it's because William Barr, the former Attorney General under Trump, has said that there have been no signs of mass voter fraud. Maybe it's because over 50 lawsuits by Trump have failed in court. Whatever the case may be, Republicans are openly condemning the move. Senator Ben Sass of Nebraska lambasted his Republican colleagues, calling them, quote, institutional arsonists. Former Speaker of the House Paul Ryan called the current plan to challenge the election, quote, anti-conservative. This attempt to subvert the election won't work. Democrats control the House, albeit slightly, and Republicans need the House to overturn any decision by the state's electors. That is not going to happen. 
what is far more likely is that republicans will use conspiracy theories as a means to galvanize their base during biden's time in office indeed they will likely use 2020 as an example of some mythologized corruption on the part of the democratic party and progressives more generally make no mistake trumpism did not and will not die in 2020 it will likely continue far beyond this year and many years after that and we're going to need to be able to fight that already there are some republicans claiming victimhood arguing that they are only doing what democrats did for four years indeed ron johnson went on meet the press to make that very point one of the points we make is that we are not acting to thwart the democratic process we're acting to protect it the fact of the matter is that we have a unsustainable state of affairs in this country where we have tens of millions of people that do not view this election result as legitimate. We, we've just come off for four years where the other side refused to acknowledge the legitimacy of President Trump. And here we are again. And what we're saying is we need transparency. This is just nonsense and bad faith takes here by Johnson. For one, Democrats did recognize that Trump was president in 2016. Hillary conceded the next day, even though she won by three million more votes. Even if Johnson and the other Trumpists want to complain about political opposition from the House, I really would just advise them to get out of politics. There will always be opposition to policy. That's how politics has always worked. It's the entire purpose of splitting the government into three branches. Opposition ensures bad ideas don't get through, at least in theory. It's, it is one thing to oppose a person on policy. But Trump and his sycophants like Johnson and Cruz are actively undermining the very idea of an election. You can call someone a bad president, or a bad politician, a crook, a coward, whatever you want. But when you've lost by 7 million votes in an election that your own officials say was secure, then you need to take that loss like an adult. There is a runoff election for two seats from Georgia coming up tomorrow. If Democrats win and take the Senate, will Republicans claim fraud again? I wouldn't put it past them. The fact of the matter is that Republicans need to seriously grow a spine and act like the party that they claim to be. Mitch McConnell, for all his evasiveness, needs to walk into the White House and look the president dead in the eye. He needs to tell Trump what Biden told him on the debate stage. Will you shut up, man? Of course, deep down, I know that that's never going to happen. Mitch McConnell's good at hiding. He's being an obstructionist, as he always is. And he will always be ready to just deny, deny, and hide. He will play his hand when he thinks he's strongest, and he will evade when he's weakest. That's just who he is. And that's exactly why he can't be in a position of power anymore. Trump is going to lose, he's going to be removed from power, and there's nothing he can do about that. That House will vote, and it will be struck down as the absurd piece of nonsense that it always was. But we still have to deal with McConnell. He's going to be a problem, not just for the next two years, not for the four years, but wherever he can show his face. And that is exactly why we need to meet him and his colleagues tit for tat. We need to be able to not only organize on the ground, but we need to be able to say that we are no longer going to be dictating our policies on the basis of Republican aesthetics. For too long, the contemporary Democratic Party has dealt with things in a way that appeases to Republican assumptions. But that's not what's going to win elections. Being able to say, we're here, this is who we are, and this is what we stand for, that appeals to people. That galvanizes a base. Republicans know that, and that's why they're allowing Trump to continue this nonsensical conspiracy for so long. 
I'm not suggesting that we engage in anywhere near the dirty politics that Republicans have engaged in for the last four years, but what I am suggesting is we shouldn't be afraid to say we're progressive. We shouldn't be afraid to say that we're bold, and we shouldn't be afraid to say we're going to shake things up once in a while. For too long, we have tried to downplay what we believe and how we believe it and how we plan to rule in the government. The whole point of a political party is to clearly state what you believe and make those proposals to the people who vote for you. Failing in that, the party shouldn't exist at all. So if there's any chance of us winning in future elections and pushing Republicans back and actually making them pay for what I mentioned throughout this podcast, it comes with standing our ground.